Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. We're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study uh, with the week. Uh, we're looking in the October 28th to November 3rd section, found in 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus and Philemon. And uh, that is called Be Thou an Example of the Believers. And today we're going to deal with the section that deals with the headline, if you like, uh, in 1st Timothy chapter 4, verses 10 to 16 which is called, If I am an example of the believers, I can lead others to the Saviour and his gospel. Um, this is a well-known, well, there's one well-known verse within this section, but there's a number of things within this which Paul teaches to, to Timothy about leading uh, in the area that he is in, despite being a relatively young person to lead. Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, uh, we begin uh, with... Something which actually stood out to me and made me ponder a little bit. Uh, he says in verse 10 of chapter 4, 1 Timothy, For therefore we both labour and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the saviour of all men, specifically of those that believe. Um, so I don't know why this suddenly just hit me today, or why it stood out in particular, but Paul states that because they trust in the living God, who is the saviour of all men, they were suffering labour and reproach. And it made me kind of think on this and think, well, so this means that from, from the very start that the Saviour implemented his gospel, and of course we know that in the three years that the Saviour ministered, he endured uh, a large number of um, accusations and reproaches and uh, arguments with others, and of course this did lead to his uh, crucifixion. Um, since that point, the apostles have also been, uh, were also suffering reproach and having to labour and finding things difficult. And so when we come to the latter days and we look around us and we have to suffer, we, we, we have to labour and suffer reproach from some, we shouldn't be surprised at this because actually, I don't know why, but I just, I, maybe in my own sub subconscious mind, I just kind of thought, oh, you know, it, life's a lot harder now to be a member of the church. Um, people are a lot less believing and etc etc and whilst that might be true perhaps proportionally i mean we know that there is a move away from religion generally in the world um it has always been the case that people like followers of christ have always suffered reproach and always had to contend to live their religion and had to suffer a reproach from others that don't believe in god at all um and it's not just a latter-day problem you know oh, the world is much more difficult where we live actually you know i think in terms of the number of people or, or having a, a you know a significant group of people that don't believe in in god actually has always been the case now obviously we do have different challenges in the world today uh, with technology and cultures in the world and many other things like that so i whilst i i'm not stating that perhaps the latter days have more significant challenges maybe maybe they don't um one challenge that has all, always been the same, right from the Saviour beginning his, his mortal ministry, uh, is that, you know, people don't want to listen to it or, or will reject it. And that just kind of stood out to me for some reason. Uh, in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, um, he then says, writes the, uh, the well-known verse that we know from First Timothy. He says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Um, and we know that um, what Paul is saying here is, is that if we are an example of those that believe in Christ, 
in everything, that is one of the best things we can do uh, to, as it as kind of answering verse ten, um, spread this gospel in a way that others can recognize and see it and appreciate it. Um, we could look deeper into the words of in word conversation, charity, spirit, faith, and purity. Uh, I'm not going to, but what I am going to do is I'm going to share a quote uh, given by uh, Elder Thomas S. Monson, um, who referred to this in the October 2014 General Conference. Obviously, he was president of the church at the time. Uh, and he said in a talk called Guided Safely Home uh, to the members of the priesthood, but I do think that this uh, applies to every member of the church, quote, we who have been ordained to the priesthood of God can make a difference. When we maintain our personal purity and honour our priesthood, we become righteous examples for others to follow. The Apostle Paul admonished, be it our example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. He also wrote that, we should, that the followers of Christ should be as lights unto the world. Providing an example of righteousness can help to illuminate an increasingly dark world. Close quote. <clears throat> and again, I think that um, this increasingly dark world we have is because of the number of influences and distractions and um, things that pull us away. I think that probably has increased the number of spiritual traps and snares that are laid in our wake uh, because, well, Satan knows that the end is drawing near and so he has to do as much as he can to get as many people as he can to move away from the gospel. Uh, his time is running out. So... Yeah, so I think that, that was a, obviously a very clear message from uh, Paul to Timothy. Uh, but then he continues, and I've not really ever read these verses, as, as is the case when you have kind of a scripture mastery, you kind of tend to focus on that and then move on. But uh, there's some interesting things that come up in verses 14, 15, and 16. So in verse 14, it says, Neglect not the gift that, was, that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on, on of hands, of the pres presbytery and the presbytery is basically the elders apparently so it seems that timothy has received a gift of the spirit through the laying on of hands which you know is definitely not unheard of we receive gifts of the spirit all the time through priesthood blessings um particularly you know if you think of patriarchal blessings is one example but actually i've seen and witnessed other people give blessings and been inspired to um not necessarily give but you know, encourage the person to use a gift that they have or have been given. Uh, and so that certainly is, um, is a blessing. What's interesting here is that Timothy seems to have been given a gift. We're not really told what this gift is, but he's told not to neglect it. Neglect it. He is told basically to use it and to, you know, fulfill that potential that he's been blessed with. In October 2004, uh, Elder Thomas S. Monson uh, said this in a talk called Choose You This Day. Quote, at times, many of us let that enemy of achievement, even the culprit of self-defeat, dwarf our aspirations, smother our dreams, cloud our vision, and impair our lives. The enemy's voice whispers in our ears, you can't do it. You're too young. You're too old. You're nobody. This is when we remember that we are created in the image of God. Reflection on this truth provides a profound sense of strength and power. Close quote. So, yeah, it's... Um, these gifts are important. They have been given us. We all have at least one, those of us that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and we are able to receive others if we ask and seek and desire them righteously to bless the lives of others, and we put the work in to, de to develop it along with sincere prayer to ask for it. So 
Therefore, if we receive it, then we should not waste it and neglect it, as Timothy is being um, encouraged not to do here, because I'm sure that as he does that, then he'll see blessings from it, as Paul is trying to encourage him and, and fill him with, with hope. Finally, verses 15 to 16 uh, pick something out, which I thought was quite good. Uh, 15 says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that, they, that, that, that thy profiting may appear to all. And then, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Um, in the Manchester Stake a few years ago, we had a big focus on these three, three, three words, learn, worship, minister. Uh, and I, I personally saw a lot of growth and development uh, in that process, where I learn, learnt the doctrine, uh, and, uh, and Paul is saying that in verse 16, take heed unto the doctrine. Um, worship, so obviously once we learn the doctrine and understand the key doctrines of the church, then as we worship, we develop our um, strength spiritually in, in that. And, I, and you can liken that to meditating upon these things and giving yourself to them. And then to minister, uh, which I believe links well with the phrase in verse 16, continue in them. Um, this learn, worship, minister was a really big thing uh, in our stake and for me personally. And I saw a lot of growth with it myself because of it. So I would encourage you just to have a little look at those and to apply those into your lives. I might uh, take some time to do an actual separate episode on the, those parts of, of being a, a disciple of Christ. Uh, because it was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, that's it for today. Uh, I hope that you've learned something and that you can um, apply something to your study, uh, which you've I've maybe mentioned that you hadn't considered before. Or even if you have considered all the things I said before, I hope that it uh, helps you in some way. Uh, if there's anything that you've been studying, please share it at mattsroberts90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.